Noiros. And Dan, ahoy hoy to you. Uh, you know what? You never get one of these, so today's your lucky day. Thank you. Never directed directly at me. You know what, gentlemen, Joey here to say ahoy hoy to myself too. We all, everybody, welcome. You know, mm-hmm. we deserve a welcome because we're kicking this thing off. I Top like of the food look- chain right here. Looking in a mirror when you say that, I think. I mean, Speaking. I technically am. If we're oh, that's true. Through, yeah. Looking through the zoom lens uh, where I try not to look. Welcome to the show, everybody. Out of the podcast. We did it again. We fooled you. We tricked you. We're back in your ears for another edition. We're, we're, we're talking a, quite a movie today, mm-hmm. which we will get into. But first, you know, we got to. We're doing a Monday record. Clearly, we got to, you know, lubricate <laughs> over here, grease the wheels. With two people beaten down by the work week, as you feel if you're a Thursday listener, you're ready for Friday. If you're uh, lucky enough to get a Monday through Friday, and if you have one of those crazy days off otherwise, oof, unless it's Thursday, then hey, celebrate with your day off mm-hmm. and the lads. That's no finer way to do it. I, I wish I knew what that was like. I feel like <laughs> always working when we get to celebrate, Dan, but that's just the nature of the business. The sacrifices a podcaster must make to be entertaining to the the masses masses and the asses you never know who you're gonna get from the two men in glasses all right poetry is over welcome to the show we're struggling but hey i'm happy to be here i'm I'm happy to to long last made it to this recording session just dying to talk to my friend dan he's got wonderful updates i'm sure and if not then get out of here you're gone i want nothing to do with you that was quite an intro. I have Thank to say. you. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say anything. Save me. Yes. Um. Yeah. I. The only thing I, I wanted to, to mention. I started watching a show uh, that just came out on Netflix. Um. Because I I talk about it all the time, but it's a it's a I guess it's like historical fiction of uh, like East Germany at the fall of the, of the Berlin Wall mm-hmm. about like a spy and stuff like that. It's called Cleo, like K L E O. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm about halfway through so far. It's interesting. I like it. The only downside is that it, it's a German, fi- uh, is a German show. And for whatever reason, uh, I don't know why Netflix does this. Um, it's dubbed in English Ooh. and it's not, so it's not like they just give you subtitles, which a lot of times they will do, but it's dubbed. And then the dubbing doesn't exactly match up with like, cause I usually leave on the, uh, the subtitles just so i can keep up i do that you know we've talked about that before and they don't match up always so that it's like this very disconcerting ex- like visual experience of like what they're saying versus what you're seeing uh, and then it's a dub so like that's really like and there's no way to change the audio track or anything i have to look that's a good point i i, I didn't even think to do that um i just assume that that's how they presented it to the u.s i wouldn't market. put it past them. my first instinct would right. also be netflix is trying to fuck me Right. That's kind of that's kind of what I envisioned. But I'll look. Yeah, I'll I'll check the settings. It's a good idea. Uh, I despite that, I, I I'm enjoying it. Good. Um, it's not bad. It's interesting. Um, I mean, so yeah, you brought it. You stepped up to the plate with this. So I figured it was getting some sort of compliment. Yeah, it was. It, it's good. I, I I like. I mean, I'm always welcoming shows and films that touch on that topic. So I'm always I'm always down to try it. Not not necessarily my favorite so far. I mean, we're like so we're halfway in. I I love. Um, the Deutschland series, there's Deutschland, uh, it's 83, 86 and 89. They're, they're, it's like the same series, but they do every season's a different year. That show is fantastic. I highly recommend that anybody wants to check out anything about the GDR. It's just a great show. It's also about, has to deal with the spy, but it's very, very interesting. And they do a really good job. I think of, of portraying 
as much as it is like it's same deal historical fiction, uh, it's still very well done. So I do I do appreciate you know the type of thought and and how much they did with that show. So yeah, that's on I think Hulu. I think all of that's on Hulu. So yeah, oh, okay. I would recommend that. I still do Hulu. I don't have a ban on Hulu like I do on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So I would recommend that if you're interested in in just seeing what the, the you know East Germany was like. I mean, like I said, it's still historical fiction, so there's still a lot of fictionalized stuff, but there's still a lot of I think it's very accurate i think in some ways too so it's definitely entertaining but uh an interesting look in, into the time it's the um, balance you got to strike right exactly but i just think it's well done and they touch on a lot of different unique topics throughout the different years spanning the 80s um so it's the end kind of the end of of the gdr but yeah that's what i've been doing and uh i try to watch uh one of my all-time favorite movies on sunday and uh because we weren't recording and ended up falling asleep. So I'm going to try to finish that tonight and hopefully I don't fall asleep again. But really hype in this movie. No, I mean, I, I've seen it so many times, but uh, I've been really just itching to watch it. Uh, it's called the, you know, the Battle of Algiers, wonderful Criterion Blu-ray. I think it's just one of the greatest films of all time. Like it's, it, it might be my favorite film ever. Like it's oh. definitely up there for me. Like I, I just like, it feels like you're watching a documentary. It's just so well done. It's just so interesting it's just it, it just sucks you in i think it's just the timing i think the end of this weekend i just got really tired and like sometimes you know you try to push yourself a little bit you know and it didn't work out you don't have to tell me about this right i, I hear you but I, I mean trust me i was upset because i woke up and i was like man you know it's like one of those like i really wanted to watch that so um i'm gonna try to do that tonight try to finish it again okay We'll see. I don't know if you're going to make it, but I'm rooting for you. A- ask me Ask me how I did later on. All right. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. I'm, I just, I want to call it, but at the same time, I want you to know I'm in your corner. Thank you. Maybe I'll have to like sit up. Maybe that's the thing, because I was laying down when I was watching it last night. So maybe if I sit up. That could do it. Yeah, that, that'll help me out. Maybe you can have your cake and, and God forbid you eat it too, Dan. I'm trying, man. Instead of just taking it, looking at it and throwing it in the trash like most people do. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Okay, good. How about you? Oh, uh, I watched Straight Time on your recommendation oh, a while yes. ago, but I finally got to it. Yes, it thoughts? was it was quite good. It was very stressful. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good good little time. Great, sure. great seventies heist. You know, yeah. Guy Jill, him and Dustin Hoffman and M. Emmett Walsh together is pretty great. And Harry Dean Stanton's obviously in it, and and you know a lot of other. Like actors that don't seem like they go well together, but a lot of them are all great actors. It's just a yeah. very interesting young combination. Beats. It's a lot yeah. of good people. Poor Harry Dean Stanton gets done so dirty by the end of that movie. And yes, yeah, but it's a Warner Archive. It's yeah, it's a great, great movie. It was a good time. Rehearsal season finale blew me away, oh. as I'm sure it did the rest of the nation. Oh, uh, yeah. I just today finished the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, congratulations. Thank you, Dan. You want to hear my list real quick? I, I kept a sure. list of what episodes. There's so many episodes. 90% of them just complete garbage. There's a review on Amazon that's just like, hey, before you buy this, like, really think about if you like this show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. And I was aware of that, but I was getting it more for, to kind of get some artistic juices flowing because there's some crazy designs on there. And mm-hmm. sometimes that came through. Okay. So best episodes, the original pilot miniseries, which is like the first season, then second season, the first Leatherhead, which is like the Cajun alligator dude. He's just always very funny. Good voice Mm -hmm. on him. Uh, There's one where Shredder thinks he's Michelangelo. 
There's one where they eat weird pizza and then they all become horny sailors for Irma. Then there's the famous one where Casey Jones goes undercover at the office, which is that, that amazing, yeah. just fully in his uh, costume, but in a, a tie as well. Yes. Uh, season four, Leonardo becomes obsessed with this arcade game. Raphael switches bodies with a cab driver. That was fun. Okay. Season five, maybe one of the best, Muckman and Joe Eyeball. Shout out to them. Pirate Radio. Season six, Shredder gets amnesia. It's an episode with Crazy Eddie, oh, who was like a Freddy Krueger knockoff. That was interesting. Okay. There was a snakes episode. (laughs) (laughs) Just snakes taking over shit. Season seven, there was like a team up of all the bad guys. That was always fun. And then seasons eight through ten were like, they get more credible. It's called the Red Sky Seasons. And they stop trying to do comedy, which is very relieving. I don't know. There's just a little more edge to it. They get rid of Shredder and Krang and bring in some weird bad guys. It was interesting for sure. That sounds cool. Yeah. But buy it? I don't know. It was very, very cheap on Amazon. It was like 20 bucks. So that's not too bad. That wasn't too hard to justify for me. But I'll leave it up to you. Otherwise, the the listener. Not me. Yeah. (laughs) I got a pizza delivery today, though. And the guy had a a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt from the cartoon. So it felt very serendipitous. I'm sorry, Dan. Go on. I was gonna say, and then you then you read your list to him of your favorite your favorite episodes of the cartoon. Yeah, it's like, oh, you want a tip? Well, I got one for you, my friend. Yeah. Top ten episodes. He might be well versed. Oh, I was just gonna say, next you got to do the real Ghostbusters. That's got to be your next one. I could see that being a way better time, honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I th- um, think that holds up way better. Yeah. I mean, as, as long as anyone's like trying on these things, they're gonna be okay. And, and most of my experience, that's the case. But I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. That. That's good. Yeah, that is good. I agree. Uh, beyond that, I believe that's everything I have for you. Cool. <laughs> I guess we're ready then, are we? I don't know. You might be alone on this one, Dan. Oh, you're not ready yet? Uh, no, I'm ready because that's a good segue. Because welcome to... <laughs> I had to force it, but we'll take it. Episode 86, of course. You ready for some taglines, baby? Sure. Raging! Because a girl gave him her lips and the biggest double cross in history. In history, Dan. Wow. uh, Right away, we're just making some big claims. Uh, He's rough, tough, ruthless. Okay. Uh, Is that all of them? (laughs) I was waiting for that. Ruthless. Because he once trusted a Dane. Then there's another. It's funny how these all keep leading into the next one. Once I trusted a Dane. Now I walk alone. Two things I can handle, baby. Guns and dames. (laughs) Last one. He fell for the oldest trick in the world. If you want to pump a guy, send a dame. What does all this nonsense mean, Dan? It means I walk alone. You can't say things like that and expect to be walking next to somebody. No. You walk alone and you are released December 31st, 1947 from Paramount Pictures. Future... Brainers of Paramount Plus, huh? Yeah. This is your grandfather's Paramount. And produced by Hal B. Wallace, this guy, huh? Old the, friend of all the show. star of the show. Definitely, I think he would turn up the most as far as common yeah. threads. And then directed by Byron Haskin, who directed Too Late for Tears, famously mm. split the lads. Will he do it again with returning friends? Let's find out. Uh, we got a screenplay by Charles Schnee with Robert Smith. And John Bright on story adaptation. And of course, this was based on a play. You could just 
feels very play like. Mm-hmm. So I was not surprised by this. Beggars are coming to town is what it's called by Theodore Reeves. Teddy Reeves, I'm sure he'd love to be called. <laughs> I think I like walk. I walk alone better than that title. Teddy Reeves. No, not Teddy Reeves. Beggars are coming to town. You know, I think he's like, oh, I wrote this play. You should name it after me. Maybe. Yeah. Beggars are coming to town is even for a play, a dog shit title. Yeah. Especially for this, for what happens in this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess unless you're Kurt Douglas, then you you agree with his take on things. You're like, yeah, hey, the beggars yeah, are coming to town, huh? Uh, yeah, what maybe. beggar are we talking about, Dan? We're talking about Frankie Madison, of course. Fresh out of jail, Burt Lancaster. We, we got a lot of old friends from Desert Fury, especially. Oh, yeah. If you can remember that far back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirk Douglas has not been on the show since what? Out of the past? Probably, yeah. Wow. We'll change that. Nah, I don't know. Maybe he's bad. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> he's he's fresh out of jail, excited to get things started again, and, and who should be picking him up? But old Wendell Corey, Dave. Wendell Corey, also Desert Fury and Thelma Jordan. Yeah, just recently on, yep. Back again, baby. And so it's, it's been 14 years since we've seen Frankie Madison be a free man, but he he's out now, and he's catching up with the old gang. One in particular is Noel Turner, better known as Dink. <laughs> <laughs> Which if anyone called me that, I'd be Kirk Douglas pissed off too. So I get it. Mm. These guys were a couple of bootleggers from back in the day. You know, 14 years ago, it was still illegal. Game was different back then, as you'll see throughout the, the film. I mean, you could say that today. Any time in life, just think back to 14 years ago, and I guarantee you that's a different game. Yeah. But yeah, Dink has not been in the picture whatsoever these guys were best friends and you know he never came to visit him in jail he's running himself a nice little nightclub though the regent which is you can get some gambling you can hear some songs get a bite to eat everything that you would need and so he's like yeah i gotta go see (laughs) dink frankie you know he gets right to work and he just instantly is like, hey, buddy, what's going on? And clearly everyone has something that they're hesitant to tell Frankie. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't seem to be quite happy to see him. Yeah, I would say is accurate. And instantly Kirk Douglas is trying to get ahead of the situation. You can see he's a very savvy businessman. He's got a lot of right hand mans in this men in this place. And then also we, we see another old friend, Dan. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of your favorite friends. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Coming in for a performance as Kay Lawrence, Lisbeth Scott, back again. Great to see her again. Great to see her again. Uh, she's back with the Too Late for Tears director, although I believe this was first, right? This came this out. This was earlier. Okay, yeah. so there mm-hmm. may have been some promise at the time. Everybody's coming in hungry. I mean, definitely this is early in everyone's career, too. Mm-hmm. Especially for people that are about to become such heavy hitters for the most part. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very interesting time that we could get everybody. So, yeah, Frankie, he has an attraction to Kay Lawrence. Do they know each other beforehand or? No, they just, just meet an attraction. There. She's the singer there. She's kind of like a protege, a little bit of, of Dink. Yes. Like Dink's been kind of pushing her up to be like this, like big torch singer there as an attraction. Yeah, she's headlining the club. People yeah. love it. She's taking requests. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he wants to figure out what's going on. Pump for information, Dan. Mm-hmm. So he's like, why don't I go send this woman out? He's going to get comfortable and start, you know, talking it up. These two seem to have an instant rapport. 
this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. So, and she, she loves Dink. She wants to do things, you know, she's been helped out by him. So she wants to return the favor. So she's like, yeah, no problem. This guy seems nice enough. I'll, I'd be happy to take him out to dinner. Also there at the bar, because it, the timeline of this movie is very fascinating because it, mm. it's not necessarily real time, but it's not like you take any big cuts, like jumping too far ahead in the future. Mm. I don't think ever, maybe a little towards the end. So like, you know, he's just kind of hanging around as like Dink is like, oh, I got to handle some business. And so there's also this this woman who's at the bar, Alexis Richardson. Lex. Yeah. Uh, played by Christine Miller. Love and, her. Uh, she, she does a fantastic job in this. She's she's also in Too Late for Tears, too. Couldn't remember that for the life of me. But she's <laughs> the she's the sister that's across the, across the hall that lives across the hall. From It's the sister-in-law of, of Elizabeth Scott. Remember, she lives a, I remember three things about Too Late for Tears. The <laughs> cast, here's the crime, and then I don't like it. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I love it. So that's why I know that. But I, I love her in it. She she typically plays like the good girl. So this this is definitely like a different role. And I think she does a great job. She's fantastic. In yeah. It, yeah. I wonder what I had to say about her in Too Late for Tears. Go check that episode out if you'd like to, because, you know, maybe I, I remember making a few compliments in that movie. Maybe mm-hmm. she got one. Um, but yeah, Just she's great. She got one. She's just like a a rich lady who we find out has a relationship with Dink that they're going to end up getting married because it's good for business. You know, like she's very powerful. She's rich. And I, I think we'll find out later why that might be advantageous, especially for Dink. Exactly. He knows what he's doing with his planning. And she has some great dialogue with Burt Lancaster, too. Um, there's like a little bit of back and forth. Lex? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's some cigarette lighting going on. I, I believe a drink gets thrown in a face. Does that sound right? Yeah. Well, I think at the one point was she asked for a light because he's lighting a cigarette at the bar, but she has a, a lighter right in front yeah, of her. Yeah. And he like grabs that. He like puts out his own puts, match right. that he just lit and then like grabs that. And right. Uses it. Yeah. She's obviously trying to like get all up on him, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, despite and, and, having been in prison for 14 years, he's like, I'm good. Yeah. Which is um, insane to me, but that's cool. Yeah. Well, he's got maybe he's guys for K, you know? He's casting a wide net, that's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> a light, please. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm Mrs. Alexis Richardson. You say that like it was spelled in capital letters. <laughs> Sit down. Are you telling me you're asking? Please. You know, you're quite an attractive man. Keep going. How far do you want me to go? I'm at the plate. You're doing the pitching. Uh, so, yeah, they get into a little tiff. But obviously, then Dink is like Kirk Douglas. You know, I both want to call him Dink and also want to <laughs> be respectful to the man. But you can call him Noel. Sure. I don't want to call anyone Noel. <laughs> Mr. Turner at most I will there do uh, but yeah he is just trying to keep the peace and keep everyone happy and he's seeing that his comfortable life is getting upended by someone coming from out of the past if you will mm-hmm. that he wants nothing to do with you know these were old problems a, a man he is no longer can relate to and he's got to figure it out so he's like hey no hey easy there all is well sorry honey this is an old friend of mine Burt Lancaster, why don't you go have dinner with Elizabeth Scott? And, you know, that'll be nice. And he's like, yeah, sure, fine. They got this nice little, like, private 
area from like the office connects to everything but then there's like secret doors to go to different things and Mm -hmm. one of them is like a nice little restaurant where music's playing you know these guys are there to take requests yeah they play some songs you may be familiar with and he's got a different band. I don't know if it's the same band or a different band in that private room while they're having dinner. So Honestly, just, like, it was a different band, but yeah. it might have, I don't know. I, I'm it's not private too sure. band. <laughs> it's definitely like, oh, yeah, like oh, everything is quite private, you know, very fancy food, which Burt Lancaster has a little trouble with ordering off the menu. But Elizabeth mm-hmm. Scott saves them and they just have a, a very nice, lovely scene together where she's pumping them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they go for naturally. I mean, it just seems very conversational, but that was how it was intended to be. You know? Right. Kirk Douglas kind of just put her in there. He's like, hey, have dinner with my old friend. But he knew exactly what was going to happen. And so he reveals that he used to be in prison and how he used to know Dink. And it turns out, yeah, back in the bootlegging days, they, they were running this big score. There was a roadblock. People were trying to rob him. From Canada. He was driving from Canada Canada to New York back and forth. Yeah. And, and yeah, that there was definitely like a lot of bandits at the time trying to, you know, Get in on some of that Get on it, yeah. easy bootleg. And uh, yeah. so there's a shootout, which obviously in the sticks, the, the cops are called and they're like, we got to split up. If one of us gets busted, the other one, they both own this club. I forgot what it was called, but they own they own a club. And they're like, whoever does it, just run it. And when we get back, 50-50, once again, we'll pick up where we left off. We're mm-hmm. best friends. What could happen? This is going to be great. And uh, yeah. we, we then see that it's Burt Lancaster who got busted, of course, and now we're back to present day because there is a flashback. I don't know if I said. Yes. <laughs> it's not just my words flashing this back. There was an actual lovely little flashback. Well, I think the irony is that it's uh, if it's 14 years ago and this is 1947, that would make it 1933, which is like the end of Prohibition. Oh, yeah. So, just had to hold on a little. Right. Longer. I was like, if only he could just hold out a little bit longer, they, he probably would have been all right. Um, you know, it's like today's marijuana laws, though, where it's just like, ah, yeah let these people go we changed the laws and yet we don't do that so I, i'd imagine there's some pretty pissed off former bootleggers back in the day yeah probably and rightfully so we're just trying to have a little bathtub gin baby yeah they had, they had their rackets going man just leave them alone you know exactly if podcasting existed back then that would be their racket <laughs> biggest scam with the biggest suckers out there huh you said it i didn't you don't want to call it listener suckers okay no not at all no the the noiros are Top of the line. I, I like our listeners. Yeah, it's the people that don't listen. Those are the fucking. Yeah, I, them I don't know about. I don't trust them. And they can go take a walk, huh? Alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that dinner ends. Frankie, he heads off. Dink and Elizabeth Scott, they either like, he finds out the information that was given at this dinner. But Burt Lancaster kind of hung around the office and his eavesdropping. And then he's like, oh, so this was the plan, huh? Yeah. And uh, he's like, come on, man. I want my share of the nightclub. And then here's where the fancy bookkeeping comes in. Because Dave, who was a part of this gang back in the day, and then Burt Lancaster has been kind of like, hey, why are you with Dink? Like, it seems like you're not in on the business. You're just like, you're down the totem pole. You're just doing the numbers. Like, everybody hates numbers. Yeah. Um, we do find out that some things went wrong while Frankie was in jail. Dave brought in some paperwork for him to sign and which he trusted Dave. So I was like, yeah, sure. I won't read it. <laughs> this couldn't be anything bad. So they're like, oh, the club that we own started doing bad. So we had to sell that and we didn't make that much money. So there's here's your 50% on that. And then I just started up this new club. And then Burt Lancaster's like, cool, give me in on that. And he's like, well, I can't because there's all these like, 
shareholders that technically own all these parts of it and we can't bring anybody new in without the board voting on it and they're right. obviously not going to do that so you're screwed here's like two thousand nine hundred and twelve dollars and dink is like hey, i'm making it even three thousand uh which none of this goes over well mm-hmm. and uh well are you talking about this is the actual the big showdown where he has all the the guys with him right at the, that that whole yes i guess we did we did skip over that so, okay so dinner right. ends and all of that and burt lancaster goes to gather up some more gang members to, to go pull off a heist and so yeah they they go to pull that off and it, it goes horrible well it's it's like a heist but it's like like a confrontation again, i guess again, with some bad guys yeah the, the whole muscle. arc yeah the whole i think like underlying thing as i mentioned earlier is that it's you know he's kind of living almost in 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 the past like this is like a passing like he's trying to connect with a lot most of the old guys that were in the old gang back in the day the ones that aren't dead or in prison most of them are working at the the region club for them i mean there's the doorman dan played by uh mike um mazurki who's been in a lot of stuff um you know dave all these other people and they're all like they're basically like just working for dink at this point like dink is like in charge of everything he kind of taken over obviously mm-hmm. but also you know again burt lancaster he he's holding on to like those old 20s and 30s gangland like oh let's get the mu- let's get these b- muscles and he just has like that w- the one guy um what's his name uh is it skippy or something like that skinner no not that guy that's one of the muscles he gets who's the guy <sighs> nick palestro that guy mm-hmm uh mark lawrence yeah he gets him and he's like one of the few guys that's not like necessarily like tied in with it with the region club and gets him to collect a few guys he's like hey you know these are the last few guys that are left he's like we're gonna get you know all right we'll we'll get whatever we can get and try to go over there and muscle him yes, out of yes. the money. So we kind of put two things together also my elbow hit the microphone if there was a crazy sound before so he finds out about the old club and gets the $3,000 check. And then he rips up the check and leaves to put together that gang. And then with that gang goes to confront him and be like, no, 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 we want the whole thing. And here's where Dave is. And like, Oh, by the way, this thing is in so many like corporations and other names. You couldn't even get anything if we wanted to. So yeah, just deal with it, dude. And this is why, where you were kind of implying, like, this is why uh, Kirk Douglas might want to get married to that rich woman because he's got nothing. Right. And we'll learn a little bit more about that from Dave later on. Like Dave will admit some more things about what you said about the, you know, the check and, and some of the other stuff that happens. And a quick, a quick thing that I didn't really get the first time I watched this, because this is the second time I've seen this film. Mm-hmm. So the, somebody, I guess I just, I just forgot about was that Skinner, the the one guy that's like real eager, the younger guy, kind of youngerish guy. And he's the one that kind of hits on Elizabeth Scott when they're, when they first meet up, he kind of like says something that, acknowledges or infers that all those guys that he got work for null like in some capacity whether it's it's like distant or not like null has the pull in this in this town like like he is the is the man and they're really they weren't going to do anything anyway like this is where i think the idea of like i walk alone kind of comes really comes into play at least for me it's like he has all these guys that are supposedly backing him up but they're really not backing him up and then Nick, Nick Plusher is even like, hey, you're my buddy, but yeah, you kind of lost this one. You know? Well, and here's my question, Dan, because do you think he has any of this coming to him? Who? Does Burt Lancaster? Yeah. Do you think he is owed any, any of the things that he thinks he's owed? Or do you think it is like, hey, $3,000 check, bro, like, and some friends looking out for you. That's the best we can do. I think 
his expectation was h- higher, obviously. So he's expecting like he's been stewing for fourteen right, years. I get right. that for sure. And he thinks the clubs, the club region. He thinks that that is the you know technically he should still have a stake in that because that's the that's basically the legacy of you know their quote unquote partnership. Yeah. So I think technically he thinks he's owed more. So he thinks he's worth more, especially because he's just getting agile. He needs the money. So it's I, like, I get where he's coming from, but yeah, I I disagree I with his premise though. Yeah. I think, you know, definitely it's like, give them the, the 3000 and maybe also like, Hey, you know, you, you were in jail. That could have been me. Like here's a little something more for you. But at right. the same time, it's just like, basically Kirk Douglas just has a really good job. That's barely keeping him afloat. Like it's not like he's in any position to really hook it up. You know, if anything, it's like, let me get married to this rich woman. Then I'll break you off a piece. You should, you should have said, all right, $5,000 and I'm, then I'm going to get married to Kay and I'll be out of your life. And exactly. that, could have been the end of, that could have been the end of the movie, right? Truly. There. Like, it, they just really needed to communicate a little better, for sure. But it, it's tough with old friends and past yeah. time, right? It's been 14 years. It has. So <laughs> this doesn't go well. And they're like, oh, uh, go beat the shit out of Burt Lancaster in the alley, too, yeah. like, for doing this. Because, you know, he's been, like, hitting people. You know, it's... It's no good. So, yeah, they take him in the alley and they, they beat the shit out of him. And uh, it does not go well. Uh, Kay finds out about it and she's like, this totally disgusts me. Like, I didn't like any of this. And also, you know, she now knows that Dink is going to get married. And he's like, yeah, we're still going to have a thing going. But I got to get with this rich lady. You understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Um, so she's like, no, 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 I'm done. I believe she already did her song by this point, too, which was, do you think she sang? Do you think she was dubbed? I didn't see anything about it, but okay. I'm suspect. So I want it to be her. It sounds like her. It definitely yes. does sound like her. I don't know for sure. I, I hope it is because. Usually I would 100% say no, but it, it does right. sound enough like her that I, and I don't see anything that says otherwise that it kind of makes me wonder. I think it was her. So if so, that's great. Because she can sing, obviously. I think I yeah. think she's a good singer. I'll tell you one thing she can't do, though, Dan. What's that? She doesn't know what to do with her hands, her arms. I was just watching that the entire song. <laughs> it's so awkward. but It's tough. Otherwise, it's tough, it was man. very, very lovely. <laughs> well, she's, she's used to being at the piano. That's the I problem. know. But she needed just, like, to be grabbing at stuff or give her a mic stand. I don't know. but Yeah, it's a small thing. I, I get it. But I give her a pass. I know you do, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Nick Palestro, he, he runs a used car business. Well, I just, I actually, real quick, I, I looked it up. So apparently from what I can glean for Don't Call It Love, it was performed by Trudy Stevens, who's uncredited in it. So it was actually not her singing. Love Trudy Stevens. Do she, you? She, she, I don't know, but she did uh-huh. a great job at least like sounding enough like Elizabeth Scott. Like I bought it. Well, what's what's more interesting is that she's also known for singing in on the soundtrack of Dead Reckoning, which also stars Elizabeth Scott. So I wonder if they're like, yeah, she sounds she sounds enough like like her. <laughs> We're just going to use her voice instead. I appreciate um, at least trying to do that. But, uh, yeah. you know, but almost is like kind of insulting because right. like, well, you, you might just get just the real thing. It. Yeah. Yeah. Just let, 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 let Elizabeth sing. That That's what I'm saying. There you go. That's that's the bumper sticker, huh? Yeah. Or a T-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Dave sees a beaten up Frankie. And he's he's like, this really guilts him. He's like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I don't want to see my best buddy all beaten up. Like, we got to talk. I think I might have some information that's going to take down Dink once and for all. Kay has brought Frankie to her apartment. She 
bandages him up. And Dave is like, I know I'm doing the books. I see the numbers. There's been some some dirty books going on here. We got some embezzlement. Like, we can get this guy. I, I'm ready. Like, I'm on I'm on team Lancaster here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, let's go do this. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> but not so much Kirk Lancaster or Kirk Kirk Lancaster. <laughs> There's a shirt, Dan. There's your shirt. Kirk Douglas, he's like, Dave has got to go. Gun that motherfucker down in the street. Yeah, he so he, he messed up by telling him. Sends old Mickey Knox, a.k.a. Skinner, out to go do it. And they, of course, put the frame on Frankie. It's Easy already set up. Yeah. In the newspapers, you get that newspaper guy, like, just yelling about it. <laughs> right off right off the truck, it starts yelling at and they walk out of the store because they're buying the pen for Dave to thank him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Too late. Hope you saved the receipt and all. Yeah, there's a nice scene too. Where he's like, "I'm gonna go like hang here. Go buy the paper. Like, let's play this real cool." Yeah. So they go to their buddy Nick that used car dealership, which is open late. They say they set that up nicely, and yeah. they they're able to get a car from him. And they're like, "We gotta go get Dink." Obviously, where is Dink? And Kay is like, "Yeah, I've been there before. Like, he lives in some place in Jersey. This is how you know he's a bad guy." <laughs> North Jersey, definitely, yeah. There you go. And uh, by the way, they and he leaves him a taxi. And there's a nice little scene with where there's like a cop that's kind of nosing around, like, why is this random taxi just sitting here with nobody in it? And there's that little bit of tension, like, uh oh, like, are they gonna get caught? But they don't, thankfully. Nick Nick thinks of everything, getting him a taxi. Yeah, because and they like play it cool too, like where he's like not even looking at her or at the cop, and like he's just like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with it. I'm just a taxi driver, like. Yep. And she's crying. Yeah, she like fake cries and stuff like that. It works perfectly. Gangbusters, and they're off to head to Dink's mansion to take this motherfucker down. Dink Manor. <laughs> Dink Manor. There you go. <laughs> so he goes there, and he's like, "Come on, man." I got a gun. Let's do this thing. I want my check and also sign this written confession as well. And so like at one point there's a gun, but then maybe it disappears, but he's still got his finger in his pocket. But the cops arrive and thinks like this thing is going to hold up in court. I was being held at gunpoint. I'm under duress. Like this thing's worthless. But then old Frankie's like, no, no, no. Remember that pen we were just talking about? I didn't save the receipt. I got it right here. It wasn't a gun after all. Fuck you, dude. And so Dink gets arrested, but does not last long. And uh, he gets himself a, a gun and he tries to take down Lancaster, but he gets uh, he gets his. It is a film noir after all. And the police gun him down. And uh, then Frankie and Kay, they're, they're clear for murder. Good to go. They head out onto the streets to a hashtag fog cast of a night. Mm-hmm. He's no longer walking alone, is he, Dan? He sure isn't. There's there's the two things. Are total I, bullshit. Yeah, there's two things I wanna I wanna add. So one, um, I do love the sequence where they're in the mansion and the lights go out and it's just dark and he's shooting and Kirk Douglas is shooting them in the dark and uh, Burt Lancaster kind of uh, alludes back to like he's like, oh, remember this time where like you know you're gonna shoot all your gun like we did something similar to this where you know you, I wait till you shoot all your bullets and then I come out and surprise you and then and then you. Know, take control and that's exactly what he does and then when he confronts him with the pen and there's that back and forth he like threatens him by putting him in the freezer uh at at the 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 region and i thought that's a great scene but also he he called which he, is something he recalls, they had done to someone before I exactly think they said, yeah again so all this stuff is going back to like 
he really all he has to rely on is is his like old habits of like his gangland bootlegging days but it's still in the end like it's still effective in this time so even though he felt like he's the odd man out that he walks alone in this you know he's kind of this stranger in a new land of like i have to figure out what's going on you know almost 15 years later but he's still able to rely on some of these old tactics that he used some worked some didn't but at the end of the day you know he got the girl he it yes. was a little bit rock. It was a little bit rocky here and there, including. He's clearly mentally set up to begin a, a whole new life. <laughs> also, also, what's up with the cops as they're walking Kirk Douglas out? They don't handcuff him. First off, sure. Second, he's just like, yeah, let me just go back in the bar and get drinking. Like, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah, no, no, no problem. You're he's a, a respected businessman, I guess. You know, man. they're expected like, to let him go. There's no possible chance for any any. You know, fooling around whatsoever. None, none whatsoever. It's not oh, they like had he had a coming. gun. They had it coming. Right. It was yeah. just total botch on their part. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's well. That's it's that reason entirely that I give it seven out of ten prohibitions. You know, you know what? I, I was thinking about this movie uh, going into this this episode and watching it. I remember the first time I watched it, I felt kind of middle of the road about it. But this watch, I enjoyed it way more. Like I really enjoyed this on this on the second watch. Like I think I enjoyed it as much as I did from the first watch. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it about the same. You know, it's like interesting but not spectacular. Um, but it's, I think it's, it's a great it's, cast. I mean, it's down, a, down, down the line, great yeah. cast down the line for sure. I mean, uh, I think one thing I like about this movie is the dialogue. I didn't really get a yeah. chance to spot like that, but there's some really cool lines. I think sometimes. It is a little much for Elizabeth Scott. I think, you know, I, I worry or wonder that, you know, maybe someone else may have been a little stronger with it, but otherwise I I, I mostly like it. You know, there's there's, dare you. there's nothing like it's like, I don't know what it's like desperately would need to change about it. You know, it's just at the end of the day, it's, you know, like an interesting, you know, it's a seven out of 10. That's a solid yeah, movie no, I... and solid shave off 10 minutes i'd be happy but i couldn't also necessarily tell you like what to take off you know right yeah so, it all feels necessary for the most part but so, yeah the highest compliment i would give was definitely to the script like it's a very interesting plot especially the way everything unfolds mm -hmm. um, the, the characters have great motivations and which are expertly acted by the cast and uh yeah the dialogue especially there's some just really crackerjack lines in this movie that are definitely worth the price of admission Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I, really, I really do like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, don't love it. But as far as like good movies go, top of the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, I was I was surprised at how much I liked it more now than I did. I was definitely not expecting that. We'll check in with you one more time to, to see what the third times the charm opinion is. Maybe yeah, you like would, it more, I'd maybe you like it, it as much. There yeah. you go. We'll revisit soon enough. <laughs> Limited fun facts on this one, but we'll do what we can. This was Byron Haskins' first film as a director since 1927. Mm -hmm. Before this, he had been a director of photography and special effects at Warner Brothers. And then after this, he stayed as a director and made Too Late for Tears. Mm -hmm. um, and War of the Worlds, which is also awesome. That, that absolutely movie. is one. Oh, and that reminded me, I, I, I watched The Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh, Robert cool. Wise. Yeah. A lot, a lot of fun. like that one. But yeah, this was the first of seven movies that Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster, Kirk Lancaster, that's what you <laughs> say it, they made together. That's a lot of movies, and there's plenty of really good ones, too. They're, yeah. they're a great duo, and you could feel something special happening here. I mean, that, that's also one of the highlights of the movie is just those two. 
mm-hmm. in particular. They just they got something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was a, 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 a based on the <laughs> beggars are coming to town from old Teddy Reeves himself. It opened on Broadway in 1945. Had Paul Kelly as Frankie Madison mm-hmm. and Luther Adler as Dink Turner. And they also did a Lux Radio Theater broadcast, 60-minute adaptation with Lancaster and Elizabeth Scott doing their film roles back in May 1948. Oh, and uh, your instrumental versions uh, of the songs during the dinner, that was performed by the Regency Three Trio. Hmm. The little heart and soul, huh? That's always fun to hear. Yeah. No, the music was cool. I, I liked I liked the songs. Yeah, dinner looked good. The whole vibe was right. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on this, Dan? No, like I said, yeah. No, I, I would watch it again. I, I really enjoyed it. Well, you might want to hold off on that, Dan, because we got a whole new movie to go to next week. Oh, no. I know, but first Never you walk alone. Now, after all this, now you're going to wake up screaming, Dan. Oh, boy. my time i can be somebody vicky you're not serious about giving up your job of course why should i go on slinging hash when i can sling other things vicky lynn have you gone right out of your mind no i haven't just come to my senses that's all jill's in love with you haven't you noticed oh vicky don't be silly i'm not silly i've known it a long time she's tried to cover it up but i've known you're crazy nothing like that's ever entered my head i know much deeper than that. That's why it's so dangerous. I don't know. I'll tell you what she meant. She knew you resented a run out on you. When you left those two fellows at the bar, you started to get drunk. You drank all that night and the next day. Your mind became more and more inflamed until you were mad with jealousy and hurt pride. I say you went up there and killed her in cold blood. That's not true. Nineteen forty-one. Here we go. You want to talk old friends? We got a lot of those, and this will be a first-time viewing for me on this one. So I'm looking. I can't wait to, it. it's to hear your, your thoughts. Well, well hyped. Uh, we'll see what that leads us to, but I, I'm excited. Please come back and, and visit us for that. But in the meantime, of course, we need to promote what we do socially. Otherwise, how is the real Daryl Hall going to find us, Dan? That was a surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> surprising fans that that come out of the woodworks yeah some good some bad I, yeah. i'll say that's one of the good ones yes 
we don't talk about the bad ones. Uh, Dan, say you're some piece of shit uh, who wants to look at our Instagram. You know, like you got canceled. <laughs> and you want to come find us and try to dishonor us with your follow. Where would you do that? That would be out of the podcast. Where is that at? Uh, Instagram, right? Yeah. Instagram, yep. The, f- the first thing we, we always do. Second thing would probably be Twitter. Where are we at on there? That's out of the cast. There we go. Dan, I'm old-fashioned, baby. I just want to go log into my email, my uh, my Hotmail, my Rocket Mail, my Yahoo, yeah, my AOL. I paid for an AOL account to, to remain because I didn't think people would follow me over to my new email address. That's fair. Uh, what am I going to email? Uh, that would be the real out of the podcast at gmail.com. Oh, it's the real. Okay, because I just emailed out of the podcast and it just went to a void or... Mail or Damon. <laughs> I hope so. I wonder what like well, like clearly exists, otherwise we would have registered it, but yeah. I wonder if they've ever gotten some fan mail for us and could be some life-changing stuff in there that we didn't get because someone didn't listen to the real out of the podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Mm. Dan, I don't like to I don't use those fancy social motions and I don't do email. All I want to do is listen to the darn podcast. W- where do I find that? What do I do when I get there? I- help me out. I've never used the internet. You could use different streaming platforms. Like, oh, thank God there's options. That's yeah, the, like, the spice of life, Dan, variety. Yeah, Spotify, yeah, yeah, Apple, yeah. you name it. Hey, I'm on Apple, right? Like, You could rate and review there, right? Absolutely. Well, I don't do emails, but I do reviews, so that's good to know. Well, thank you. And I'm going to leave that as a comment. I'm going to say, I don't do emails. Five stars. <laughs> First right, well, one that posts that review and gets to us, we'll leave you out of the podcast prize pack. Yes. Uh, well, that's everything, right? I think so. We've hyped the movie. We've done the socials. We, we did the podcast. We did the show. That's yeah, the hardest part, right? This, yeah. From here on out, it's nothing but easy breezy other than editing the fucking thing. Uh, well, then, Dan, I'm going to find my glass to lift it. Oh, it's so heavy with the weight of the week the work week yeah <laughs> but i'm gonna make it through i'm rising above like a fucking phoenix to say dan i don't walk alone i walk with you otherwise how would i toast somebody and That's i true. say hey my friend here's the crime here's the crime we did it again ding <laughs> <laughs>